Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Let me tell you, I did a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And I found that this one right here is something that needs to be definitely talked about because I think this happens with a lot of people. Well, see, I don't think it's supposed to. Well, my mother's Puerto Rican and my father's black. Um, I don't really hear it a lot in, like, our community, you know, like the mm-hmm. black community. I hear it a lot in the white community. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, to me, it's just, it's weird. Um, I always thought, anyway, my mom was kind of jealous of me in a certain mm-hmm. way. I have a twin also, okay. but we're total opposites. My sister, mind you, we're 29, and my sister has been with one man her whole life since we were, she met her man when we were in high school. Right. And they lived together, you know, they've been together since day one. Mm-hmm. And they don't have children. And me, on the other hand, I'm not saying I'm out here, but I've lived my life, if that makes right. sense. So, right, I understand. Yeah, we're two different people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I always felt, even growing up, you know, we're just different. We're different. And I always felt like my mom always had some type of, I don't know, some type of feelings towards me for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a lot of things with me and her. Like, we don't get along at all. We never got along. And mm-hmm. she's always disrespected me and, you know, say things to me, but never said anything or those words to my sister. Wow. So, yeah. So I don't, I just don't get it. You know, I'm to the okay, point Okay, let's now, go back to childhood. What was the issue okay. when you were younger? If um, you can remember. Well, I mean, my mother always mentally abused me and my sister. Even sometimes would try to fight us when we were, like, in middle school. Like, we were some hoes off the street. You mm-hmm. know, like, she'll, like, pull our hair and, you know, beat on us. And right. It was just, There's some parents like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when we bring it up to her, she's like, I did the best that I could when I raised y'all and blah, blah, blah. Because basically my mom raised us on her own pretty much. Right. Um, it was just us three growing up. Um, we really don't have a relationship with our father, but mm-hmm. we do have a stepfather. And he's been in our life since we were maybe 11, 12. Okay. And he's been, even though they're not together now, he's still our father. You know, he helps us when we need him. He helps with my daughter, you know. So, okay. um, but with our biological father, he wasn't really like there, there. It's and let me say about your biological, biological dad. When your mom met him, how old were they? Like 18, 19. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to help you with that story. You ready? Okay. My mom and dad met at 18 and 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And my mom was very, very almost similar to your mom. Mm-hmm. But she had three boys and three boys back to back to back, three boys okay. back to back to back. What happens with some women when the father ain't shit? Because my dad was a shit. My dad was a player. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the women take it out on the children. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the, it's their pain and it hurts. It hurts bad to give birth to a child. And the woman really loves that man, 
and then that yeah. man turns out to be fucked up. But the other uh, problem on top of that, very rare can people be at 18, 19 years old and have a long, healthy right. relationship. It's, it's so hard because right. I'm 60. Mm-hmm. I still am uh, my, my, my way, the way I think, the way I move is constantly changing every day, every week, every month, every year. The way right. I look at things, my taste on certain things, I grow. So when people who find themselves at a young age, and I don't, I'm not saying they don't change, but the find mm-hmm. connection is very hard. So what I'm thinking with your mom is the pain came out of the, your, your true father not right. being the kind of man that he um, should have been to a family with um, two twin girls. That's rough. It is. To raise two girls and they twins. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't give your mom a pass Mm -hmm. to be mentally abusive because what parents try to ignore is when you bring up what you bring up and she says, oh, I did the best I could not thinking that they traumatized the child. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. See, my daughter has a problem with her mother. Mm -hmm. And my daughter doesn't like her mom because her mother has old school teachings. Okay. And you can't teach and raise children the way you did in the 60s and 70s. Kids today, like in your age group, kids today want to know why want to know why I have to do that and have an understanding. When I was growing up, you couldn't ask questions. Right. You couldn't <laughs> yeah. say, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. You get your ass beat. Right. <laughs> but you yeah. got to respect your age group when you were younger and these kids today because you just can't tell them nothing without understanding. Now, I get the same results from my children because mm-hmm. I explain and I treat my children with the utmost respect so that they give it back to me. Uh, my kids, uh, all of them are almost grown. Okay. And I don't know it's because I'm I'm a strong black man. Um, I'm busting my ass. I, and I'm not really busting my ass for my children. Mm-hmm. I'm busting my ass for me. And right. Because I'm busting my ass for me, they receive the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. I, we, I've never yelled at them. I've never even hit my child. Okay. None of them. But your DNA and the way you think also is important, which leads me to hear the story about the twins, understand about the biological father and the stepdad. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. how did you dress? And be honest, are, are you seductive? Are you voluptuous? What's your body type? Well, I'm... We're curvy, me and my sister. My sister's taller than me. She's about 5'5". Five, five. I'm like 5'2". Mm-hmm. So you're sure so, girl, okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, with me, my curves are more shrunken, so they're a little bigger, if that makes sense. You know, the taller you right. are. So whatever you put on can seem seductive. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember it was a time, maybe last summer or two summers ago, 
I went to my sister's house and I had on this black dress. It was summer. It was hot as hell outside. I live in uh, VA. I'm going to just say that. So um, okay. it's, it's, it's humid in the summer here. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just um, in VA, so I know. Yeah. So it was just a basic short sleeve, low body contrast, but it was short. And I walked into my sister's house and she literally was like, why would you wear that over here? And I'm like, what's wrong with what I got on? It's hot. And she was like, you know, my my man is here. Why would you put that on? And I'm like, really? So to me, that was like out of, I was like, you my sister. Like, I wouldn't expect Okay, I'm going to pause you there. I'm going to pause you there. <sighs> when you are attractive, and most women who have a boyfriend or a husband or a side nigga don't want an attractive woman walking in to have their man thinking seductive thoughts about a sister, about a mama, about an aunt. So it's not you saying you're my sister. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about dressing appropriately for the right situation. I'm saying to what I mean. See, when you know how your family is, your sister is, and you go over there, you got to wear something a little bit more respectful to respect her home. Doesn't mean she's a bad person. It means you respect the situation because you know you got a fat ass, which I've never seen. You know you got nice titties, which I've never known. You know you got nice lips, which I've never seen. But I don't give a fuck who you are, right? If husband, wife, if somebody walks in a room and they find whether it's a man or a woman, you gonna look. Okay. <laughs> but I mean even if you was my woman. Dress. Even if you was my woman, you had a, a girlfriend that came over that had a bad body. Even though I'm gonna pretend I don't see it, I'm fucking looking. I'm not gonna right. be disrespectful, but I'm gonna look. Right. And so you, what your sister's trying to, to do is prevent seductive thoughts. So she's okay. not being mean towards you. She's saying well, without explaining. See, she didn't explain it. She just said, why would you do that? But I'm here to explain to you. You have to pick your dress code accordingly to the places that you go. Without you saying, Oh, it's hot, or um, this is all I got to wear, or you can't do that, babe. The world. It was just like a short sleeve bodycon dress. Just, it, I don't You're know. not understanding. Cause... You're trying to okay. explain. You're okay. trying to explain your way out of this. I'm telling you the facts. Okay. So I need you to listen to comprehend, not listen to reply. Okay. So the comprehension is. Hmm, maybe he is making sense and maybe I will make adjustments because you are 29, so you're still young. You still, y'all still think you know it all. And you still, um, as my mother would say, still feel a lot of cum. That's what my mother used to say that. Okay. <laughs> so you don't want to listen, but you got to listen. Okay. To, to, to navigate through this life, you got to learn from your elders and your OGs. And, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the triple OG. Right. And that's why you reached out to me for knowledge. So I'm sharing that with you. Now, reading your DM, how did your mom get to the point to accuse you of fucking her man? 
Okay. Um, honestly, I don't know, but I'm going to just go ahead and start the story. What, okay, what the situation? Okay. okay I'm going to stay quiet, and I'm just going to listen. And okay. be brutally honest. That's what I need? All okay. right. Um, so basically, around 2018, I fell into, like, a financial hardship. But I, me and my daughter's father broke up a long time ago when she was, like, one years old. So I've been – he helps, but not financially for me, if that makes sense. But he looks out mm-hmm. for his daughter, helps his daughter. But when it comes down to me, I'm doing this basically by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fell into like a little financial situation and I had to move back in with my mother. I didn't want to, but that's what I had to do. Um, so basically before me moving in with her and all that, we were fine. Like she never accused me of anything or anything. But when I moved in with her, her man was living there. Um, he wasn't paying no bills. He wasn't doing shit, just laying up in the house, burning up the the electricity and whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I moved in, she was like, you know, I need you. If you're, I was working. So she was like, when you move in, I need help with, at least help me go half with the rent. You mm-hmm. pay the water bill or I pay the water bill. You know, we would just sit down. Mm-hmm. Who's going to do? But mind you, he was there, wasn't paying anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not about to move in here. And when I get up for work, he's still here. And then when I come back from work, he's still there. And mm-hmm. I got to go half on bills and put food in the house and, you know, cook, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess he brought that to his attention and he packed his shit and he basically moved out. Okay. But before he moved out, his shit was in the living room, like all his little things, like his bags or whatever. So when I came home, I was like, um, mind you, she gave me a key, but I'm going to get to that part. She gave me a key. So when I came home from work, it was about five something, whatever. So I was like, Ma, your man's shoes in the living room. She was like, his stuff is in the living room. I was like, yeah. And she was like, what stuff? I was like, I don't know. It was like bins in like a suitcase. And so she was like, okay. So around this time, I left. I used to go to my sister's house, you know, after work, just go out or whatever. So I went to my sister's house. I came back. His stuff was gone. She was there. So the next day, it was, like, early in the morning. I was getting ready to leave, and I asked my mom, can she watch my baby? And she was like, sure, I can do it. Mm-hmm. But we went downstairs for something first, and then I was still upstairs. Mind you, this was an apartment. So they went outside for something, and I was still sitting there. So my mom comes back upstairs and was like, I just asked your daughter, did you help him move his stuff out the house? And she told me, yeah. I was like, why? First of all, why are you asking it? Two, my daughter was two years old at the time. Why are you asking a two-year-old something like this? And she was like, I don't know. I asked, but she told me, yeah. I was like, Mom, she's two years old. She's going to tell you yes to anything you ask. Mm-hmm. Like, she just turned two. So she's still in that little one-year-old mindset, you know? So she's a baby still. So I was like, well, Mom, I didn't help him do nothing. So she giving me the side eye or whatever, and then I leave. But before I leave, she goes, I want my key back. I give her her key back, and she says, from now on, when you get off of work, you can't come here. So when I got off of work, I picked my baby up from her dad's or childcare, whichever, you know, wherever she was at at the time. And we'll go to the mall and walk around for a few or go to my sister's until my mom got home, mm-hmm. which I thought was ridiculous because I'm up in here paying bills. Like, it's not fair. But right. I, didn't give, I didn't, you know, argue with her. I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and go back and forth, especially not in front of my daughter. Right. So I was like, we just going to leave it at that. So fast forward, um, basically, this was like, yeah, maybe about a couple months later. I was, it was dark as hell in the house. Everybody was, well, I was like chilling. My daughter was asleep, so I was in the living room in the dark with my headphones in, 
just be not watching YouTube, chilling, relaxing, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the front door opens, and I'm like thinking my mom or somebody because the keys, I, the keys were hanging, but it was dark, so I don't know if she left or whatever. So I finally seen that it was her boyfriend, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, don't come in yet. I don't have no clothes on." So he wouldn't shut the goddamn door, the front door. I was like, "Wait mm-hmm. a minute." So he finally shut the door, and I banged on my mom's room door. She has a you know, full bath in her room, and I guess she mm-hmm. was in the shower. So I was, like, banging on the door. I was like, Mom, your man is here, and I ran to my room, okay? So then my mom gets out the shower, and she's talking to him, like, how the fuck you come in here talking to him? You don't even have the key. And he was like, I don't have the key. So the moral of this story is he basically lied and said I opened the door for him. I did not open the door for him. He has the key. Mm-hmm. He was like, I tried every key and his key ring, and none of them damn keys open my front door. I was like, Mom, I'm telling you right now, he opened the door with a key. Mm-hmm. So then she goes on and is like questioning me and questioning me, and I'm like, Mom, I'm telling you right now, he opened the door with a key. He's like, I don't got no key to this goddamn apartment. Basically saying I opened the door for him. Right. But then my mom goes and tells me like a day or two later that she heard moaning from the living room while she was in the shower. So she said that she heard moaning in the living room, and when she finally turned the shower off, I got scared, and that's when I banged on her bathroom door and was like, Mom, your man is here. Okay? I never, ever, ever looked at this man, taught me, besides the hey, how you doing, the good mornings, whatever. I'm going to pause you there. What's crazy, hon, is for your mom to think that you will fuck her dude while she's in the house. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She jeopardized the relationship with her own daughter. Right. A man that don't got shit, don't have nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And then you jeopardize your relationship with your daughter, but you're still fucking him because he's still coming over. He's still doing this. He's still doing that. So it don't make no sense to me at yeah. all. I agree. So, like I said, she accused me of having sex with him and, you know, she was like, she heard moaning from the living room, and that's when the shower cut off and I ran in my room. That's a whole damn lie. Right. So then, um, what other, it's like a lot of situations. So after that, I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. So I moved out. I got my own place. And it was a, another situation. I'm trying to think. Like, it's just so much. It is just so much. Take your so time. Much. We got time. Go ahead. Okay. So that was one situation. And then another situation was it was Mother's Day. At this time, I'm in my own spot. My mom just got a little puppy. So um, my sister, me, and my daughter, we went over there to, you know, go look at the dog or whatever. At this time, she's still with this man. She's still with him. So it's Mother's Day. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. So he moved out. Mm -hmm. She tells you to pack your shit. I pack my own shit. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then they still stay together? Yes. Yes. Okay, this is interesting. Go ahead. They still stay together. Um, and also, she's, I guess, he's some young nigga. My mom is like 49, 50, I don't know. And he's like 35, 36. So okay. she basically thinks since I'm 27 at the time that he be around dudes or people that I know. And I'm like, mom, no, like, I don't, I never seen this man ever, like right. never. But she think cause he, in her eyes, he's young <laughs> that he'd be around people I know. 
So I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't talk to nobody that he knows. I never even seen this man ever until you start bringing him around. Right. So anywho, it was Mother's Day, and my mom got a puppy. So I was like, I'm hungry. And she was like, Well, it's Mother's Day. I'm gonna just buy y'all food today. I was like, Okay, fine, whatever. So I was like, I want to bring the puppy. And she was like, Okay. So he in the back, the puppy's in the back seat, and then my sister's back there, my daughter's back there. So we get the food, we come home, I grab the puppy. And there's some dudes across the street and sitting on the balcony, and she was like, hmm, let me go over there. And I was like, okay. So I grabbed the puppy, and I had another dress on, (laughs) another dress on. And, you know, it's hot as hell. It's Mm -hmm. sun's going down or whatever. So I grabbed the puppy. And we get upstairs, and she starts cussing me out. I'm like, what is, what's going on? She was like, you know what the fuck you was doing. I'm like, what? She was like, you get out, your car, you get out the car with that tight-ass dress on, showing your fat ass. I don't know if she was trying to call me fat or my mm-hmm. ass fat. Either way, she said that. She was like, yeah. showing your fat ass, trying to be cute, showing off, knowing he's sitting up there. I was like, what? I'm telling you, I didn't even know. I'm blind as hell, first of all. So I don't know who's in front of me. I can't see shit unless I got my glasses on. It's not even that beautiful. Like, there's a lot of women in the world who are insecure of their daughters. There's a lot of men in the world who are insecure of their sons. Give me an example. I was in Florida one year, and I had these group of people hanging with me. I can't remember. I, I buried things I don't like to remember. Right. And this guy was with his son. His son was a handsome guy. And the women was um, talking to me, but they were also attracted to this guy's son. The man was so mad that his son was getting so much attention. He beat his son's ass later that night. Like oh my he was a dude off the street. Like wow. the dude had robbed him. And there's so many men, so many dads. So many mothers who are jealous of their children. And what I want to say on this program is the people who are listening to this, mm-hmm. that you have to control your emotions. You have to encourage your children. And if it's something that you don't like, you don't yell at them. You pull them to the side and you explain to them why they should or shouldn't do what you don't want them to do, but you have to explain it to them. You can't beat your sons up. You can't right. curse at your children, not your kids. Like I find it insane for a parent to curse at their child. Mm-hmm. Like that, I can't even form, and I curse a lot on stage. When I'm on stage, I don't right. use profanity at all. Mm-hmm. But I have never cursed at my children. Never. Don't get me wrong. When I was growing up, my mom cursed us out. Like, crazy. You know, I'm talking about back then, boy. My mom, she could curse. (laughs) Yeah. She could curse. But what you have with your mother is um, she's bipolar. I always say that. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, an um, incredible imagination. Mm-hmm. But even though you love your mom, 
you have to distance yourself from your mom. Exactly. Because it's mm-hmm. nothing but bad situations every time you come around, especially with that young man. Right. See, if she had an older dude, she might not think that way, but what she's not understanding is everything she's doing now in her life, you will remember when she's dead and gone. Mm-hmm. And what she's doing to you will outweigh any good she's ever done. Right. And it will outweigh anything. So how are you guys' relationship now? Um, It's not good. Um, I mm-hmm. tried. She's never apologized to me. Mm-hmm. But her thing always is, if it's not true. And she also tells her friends. And I'm like, why are you sitting there lying like this? So she said, my friends and I say, if it's not true, why are you so mad? I'm like, are you not understanding what you're doing? You're accusing me of having sex with your man. This isn't, I took, you think I took $20 out your purse. This is something, it's like low down and degrading, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So and for her like, to tell her, and for her to tell her friends that. Right. And then they got the crazy part. Right, I'm sorry to interrupt. Here's the crazy part. You accuse your daughter of fucking your man, but you're still with the man. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's like you choosing a man over your own child. Right. No, it's deeper than that. If you think your man fucked your daughter, why are you still with the guy? Right, exactly. I wouldn't be with the dude. Like, I would have to cut you off. Exactly. Like, yo, you fucked my daughter. That nigga, fuck you. So she doesn't believe it. If she really believed this man had sex with you, she wouldn't be with him. Trust me. So she's talking to be talking. So she sounds bipolar. She believes in her own lies. And basically, baby, your mom's a dumb bitch. She is. I she have, is. You know what? I can't. I can't even be around her. Like I took I stopped talking to her for about four to five months mm-hmm. and I was good. I was fine. Mm-hmm. So in order for her to see my daughter, my sister will come pick her up and then I wouldn't even let my daughter around her. And I didn't want her at first it was to the point where I wasn't letting her go over there. But then my stepdad sat me down, you know, he cooked at his house and, you know, invited me over. And then basically he I guess told my mom that I was coming over with my daughter and he snuck her outside. And I told him, why would you do that? And I didn't appreciate, you know, without coming to me first. And he was like, mm-hmm. that's her grandma, blah, 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 you know, doing all that extraness. But now though, like I go around her, but it is so hard for me to be nice. I hate to say it. Like, no, no, no. I, get I don't it. even want, I don't even want to be around her. Like, I think I'm only, doing this so she can have a relationship with my mom, but I don't even want to be around her at all, and nobody gets it. Like, my sister don't get it, I guess, because she don't go through it, and she always say, you're so disrespectful. I'm not disrespectful. You're not understanding what she's... I think it all trickles down for me being, like, the age of 21, and this time, it's like everything is, like, bottled in. Like, this was, like, the last job, because when I was about 22... I had my own place with my sister, and mm-hmm. of course, my mother moved right in with us. Mm-hmm. But I was working like twelve-hour shifts, 
just so I could be able to, you know, pay my bills. So, you know, I was, I went to work at like seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't get home till damn near nine o'clock at night. Still had my work clothes on. I sat on the couch and I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. You know, the people do. And she was like, that's all you good for is just laying on your back, opening your fucking legs. I'm like, I just got off work. Wow. Just because I didn't come home, I've been at work all day goddamn long. From 7 in the morning to damn near 10 at night, I was at work. Making extra hours so I could be able to pay my bills and be able to eat. And she was like... So let me ask you a question. Where does she get the... The sex things from all the time. Where does I don't? I, I guess because I live, I go. I used to go out. I don't go out no more. I guess because I've been there, done that. But I used to go out a lot with my best friend. But I was young, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. No kids, right. job, working. I could do that. Right, right. I didn't have my daughter until I was twenty five. I believe okay. twenty four, twenty five. So around that time, before my daughter came, I was out here going out. I will literally go out, come home at 5 o'clock in the morning, take a shower, take a nap, and be at work at 7.30. So I I don't think she liked that when she was living with me. But, I, my, you know, I'm grown. I can do what I want. And then I was right. also going out. Niggas will take me out. I always have money in my pocket. And I, from her assumption and her mind, she probably thought I was fucking in for money. Okay. But I wasn't. I mean, shit, if you're going to take me out, and you want to wind it down, I'm going to let you do that. And shit right, is free. Right, right. Anyway, I hate dating. to say it that way. Like, nothing's free. I don't yeah, care. Called, You're not about to be laying up with mm-hmm. me and not paying nothing. Right. Paying no bill, giving me gas money, something. So I think in her eyes, I was just selling pussy, period. <laughs> so I think that's what she in her mind thinks. And I've never, okay. ever in my life so no ass. Okay. I'm pretty low key anyway. That's the thing. I'm low key. I don't, I don't go out anymore at all. Like I said, okay. I've been there. That if I go out, it's once in a blue moon. And now that you know all these restrictions, I barely. I might go to the bar with my friends or something, go out to eat, go on a date or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't go to the club like every weekend. I don't do that. That's just right. old to me now. Yeah. But like I said, mm-hmm. in her in her eyes, I just. I don't know. And then also, too, since she's been accusing me of having sex with him, she wants to vent to me about him. And I'm like, do you, oh, yeah, not, she's weird as hell. Do you not get it? And then I'd be like, Ma, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Why you don't care for Because this, that, and that. It's just a lot. And I'm to the point where I want to totally disconnect myself and just raise my child and just kick her ass out of my life for good. Like, I'm over yeah. it. So when people call me, they call me for the truth. Right. When they call me, they, they, let me reach out to TK because TK going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, what I'm about to tell you will make you a happy person for the rest of your life, but you got to okay. listen. All right, I'm listening. <laughs> you got to cut your mother off. And let me tell you why. I have this thing called zero tolerance in my life. Zero tolerance is that you have to cut off anything that can distract you mentally. And you got to be cold with it. You got to put your feelings ahead of everybody that can make you mentally unhappy. And and, and you're 29. It's not not something that you're going to be able to do 
overnight. It's something that I want you to work on every day for the rest of your life till you master it. And it's going to take a while, but by the time 30 years from now, after this conversation, you have it mastered because it takes a minute to change your thinking pattern. It takes a minute for you to go through your trials and tribulations of life. But I'm really saving you with this conversation 30 years. Well, we have jumped into the future 30 years. I've saved you the pain of all the shit you got to go through if you listen to me. If you don't listen to me, one day, like so many phone calls I've had over the last five, six years, people have always hit me back and said, TK, I should have listened. And I mean this on everything. I get phone calls from the advice I've given people. And sometimes it's too late. And all I can mm-hmm. do is I say, damn, yo. Because I'm giving good advice. It's just that people, people are people. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to me, I'm telling you, you will be happy. And when your sister or anybody else want to talk about it, just always say, I don't want to talk about it. That's how you avoid getting persuaded and lured back in. Because sometimes when you give people a second chance, they get you every time. And mm-hmm. then that's what makes you mad more. Like, damn, I knew I should have fucking listened to myself. I knew I should have did that. I my guard and I listened to them. You don't want to do that. And so if, that's, if you really want to listen, mm-hmm. if you really want happiness, this is what I suggest. And I mean that. You have to. I don't give a fuck about that grandbaby shit. I don't want right. to have that shit. Because you don't want that shit to rub off on your daughter. When your daughter gets a certain age, your mom might be saying she tried to fuck her dad up her man. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like shit like that. You know, I really don't. I don't like that. Let me make a couple quick announcements too on my show, um, ladies and gentlemen. It's the TK Kirkland podcast, um, March 12th, 13th, and 14th. Catch me in Detroit, Michigan, at Burt's. Comedy House in the Eastern Market. Hit my link in my bio to get your tickets. It's going to be off the chain. You already know the type of show I'm bringing, especially to the D. On top of that, make sure you get your Who Raised You hoodies. All right? All colors, all sizes. They're going fast. It's going to be off the chain. By MH Exclusive. Always like to show Aaron a lot of love to the young lady who her husband, they put my T-shirt game together. Um, it's the House of Goatness, and their quote um, is, to be the greatest of all times is not easy. You have to sacrifice to be successful. It's the home of Tag, the producer who made it, Geek, Twisted Genius, and Ear Snatcher. And now it's the home of, that's right, who raised you? You heard it from me first, T.K. Kirkland. And I teamed up with Goatness to launch the official Who Raised You collection. Make sure that you get your hoodies. And then we'll start selling more teas during the summer because I don't want nobody to be fucking hot during the summer. So, yes, honey, you got to um, cut your mom off. 
and that's been painful for you all these years, right? Right, because like I said, the last accusation was Mother's Day. Oh, what happened so, to Mother's Day? Remember, I was saying, you know, we went to go get food, and I got out the car holding the puppy, and she was like, it was some dudes um, on the balcony, and basically I got out of the car trying to be cute with my little tight-ass dress because I seen him standing, sitting up there. And remember, I was like, I didn't see him. I didn't even know it was him. But, but when we got a, here's a, let me pause you. Even if that was true, who gives a fuck? If you're attractive, you're attractive. Right. See, I have no so, problem. Even if you was or you wasn't, you can't help that you got a fat ass. You can't help that exactly. you are voluptuous. You can't. That, that's insane. So your mom is not willing to embrace her daughter and teach her certain things about, like, I will be teaching you more confidence. I will be mm-hmm. teaching you about staying in shape and eating good and not messing up that beautiful body because that's your asset as you get older. So since I don't know you, I'm going to tell you. See, if you are the woman that you say that you are, stay in shape, eat good. If you got a fat ass, that means if you don't take care of yourself, your stomach is going to catch up with your ass. And right. You. So you're going to be a big girl if um, you don't eat good and take care of yourself. You don't want to get sloppy. You don't want to get cellulite in your ass and your thighs. If you do have it, you don't want it to get worse. So your diet is everything. You got to make sure you go for your walks. You got to make sure you take care of yourself because in the African-American community, um, they just don't take care of themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to, um, out of all the things, mental peace, go for walks, eat right, don't be like your mom, don't don't date. Um, I call them Ernie's. Um, Ernie is a man who don't work, don't help pay bills, and just sit around and want a woman to take care of him, and he wants to complain and whine all the time. Right. He's a whiner. And unfortunately, there's a lot of men in this world who are just whiners. They complain and whine and whine and whine all effing day. And I want you to avoid that kind of man. Even, now, you might be lonely for a minute, but it'd be worth it. Right. You know, you got to know how to manage your pussy. Right. You got to know how to manage your mind. Yeah. And you got to manage your pussy because if a nigga ain't got his own apartment, if a nigga ain't got his own car, if a nigga can't take you out to eat and help you with your baby because it's a package. Right. Yep. You know, like I had a conversation with a guy, I think last week he had, a woman had a baby he didn't really want to do right, but I said, I said oh, so you shoplift the pussy. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> so you got to understand two things. If you want to fuck, fuck and understand the consequences of if this man ain't shit, and then mm-hmm. you can just walk away. If you know you ain't shit, but you need some dick, because, you, you know, you're a young woman, you do get horny, okay, have fun. But you use a condom, don't get pregnant. And if sometimes in the heat of the moment, you forget the condom, 
Go get your answer, plan B. Right. No more babies. Right. Stay away from your mother at all costs. Even when she says to you she's changed or she won't do it again, do not believe her. People like this don't change. Right. Your mother will be this way when she's 70. You'll come in with a cute dress on then, and she's in a senior citizen home. She was Mac and Mr. Williams, and Mr. Williams is like, oh, that's your daughter. As soon as Mr. Williams go use the bathroom to change his adult diaper, <laughs> your mom will say, why the fuck did you wear <laughs> that dress and that cane and have that particular cane? Why can you, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is what I'm coming up with. <laughs> this right. is crazy. And people got to um, separate the bullshit. Yeah. Gotta separate the bullshit. Happiness is everything. Peace of mind mm-hmm. is priceless. No matter what age you are. And you just because you're your mom, you ain't gotta tolerate her. Right. And that's another thing too, like, you know, with my sister, she always gets to like that's her mom. And I'm like, girl, it don't matter. And I it'd be times where I'm sitting on my couch and I just wanna send a text like, Fuck you, I'm done. But then I'm like, I can't. Like, I don't. I don't. I. I don't understand why it's that hard for me to not have a relationship with my mom. I don't get. I don't know. Maybe it's because I feel like since it's just the three of us, me, well, the four of us, me, my mom, my sister, and my daughter, like we all need to stick together. But then mm-hmm. it's also mental pain from like the past down, and. Me and, like, I was going back, me and my sister, we didn't really have a good childhood like that. And that stemmed out from my father, too, because he basically outcasted us when we were kids. Right. And he had a whole different family and wasn't claiming his older kids, which is me and my sister. So it's, like, a whole lot of mental things that goes on. I don't know. I feel like I'm about to start crying. Now, say that part again. <laughs> Part of you didn't didn't have a relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically, um, when we were little, he basically cheated on my mother because they were married, separated. I don't know. They weren't. We were living in Virginia. He was living in another state. So okay, he was military. So he ended up, you know, have getting someone else pregnant and um, had a daughter. And basically, me and my sister found this out on our own that they were saying this little girl was our cousin, was our sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so we told our mom, and then that's when all hell broke loose when he, she found out that that child was his child. Mm-hmm. So he ended up marrying her as, but she never liked this either, his wife. She was mm-hmm. rude, mean. We were kids, like 12 years old, and she used to be so mean to us, but he never defended us. You know, and to this day, he has to, like, we are 29 years old, about to be 30. And to this day, he has to hide from her to talk to us. Oh, he's crazy. weak. It's crazy. Like, yeah, he's weak. Mm-hmm. We barely talk to My sister don't even want to have a relationship with him. But like I said, here I am, the one with the child, you know, I want to make sure my daughter has a relationship with her grandparents. So I try to... um. I tried to make sure she, you know, knows her grandfather, my mm-hmm. father, and 
have her mother, my mother, because my daughter's father and mom passed away two years ago, and she was really close to her. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure my daughter has, you know, grandparents that she's close to. But it's, just a, it's a lot of mental things that I think I bottle in, and nobody gets it. That's why when I get around my mother, I'm, I don't want to be around you. Like, I don't want to talk to you, and she's always weird shit. Like, let's go on. We need to take family photos. And I'd be like, no, I'm not your family. I hate to mm-hmm. say that, but no, I don't want to take pictures with you. And she was like, well, when I when I get old and gray, I need something to look on. No, but I just, I don't know. Like, that's, and I'm also so close to my daughter because I want her to feel loved, you know, and you can like, love her, babe. Yeah, you can have her. her mother. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, us growing up, it was so toxic. I don't, we don't even hug our mother. We don't hug her. We don't do none of that. And I just want to make sure my daughter has. You know, she knows I love her. That's why I'm always kissing on her and telling her right. she's beautiful. Because I don't want her to grow up with the mental state that I have. It's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, so you got my number. And you can call me anytime. But you got to listen to TK. Okay. And you got to <laughs> cut her off. You got to right. cut the, the, the stepdad. Not the stepdad. Yep, cut every anybody that brings you toxic, whether it's them, coworker, best friend. As you get older, and most people can tell you this who are older, mm-hmm. all the people that we hung out with when we were young. If you grew as a person, and those friends or family didn't grow with you, you left them. Right. Because remember, you got to get every day. You can get better one percent a day, sweetheart. In a year, you'll be three hundred sixty-five percent better than you was a year ago. Right. So you always want to better yourself mentally. You heard it today. You're gonna stay in shape. Mhm. You do. I swear to God, you better not get fat. <laughs> I swear I to God. Because it's hard as hell not to eat. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can eat and, and, and put yourself on a diet. Don't you get fat because you're 29. Right. So if you ain't fat yet and you don't take care of yourself, it's around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want to see that the valuable asset for women is to always stay beautiful. Right. People love when you get fat and you're out of shape. Mm-hmm. You're not a threat anymore. Oh, right. <laughs> you look good, but you're fat to the motherfucker. You want to be 42. You want to be 50 something years old. Looking good. Look at me. I'm 60, but I'm really 115. I just look young. And most people <laughs> think I'm 40. Most people think I'm 40. Right. Mm-hmm. Most people think I'm 40, but I work out hard every day. But I eliminate stress as much as I can. If I had to, uh, I'd probably eliminate 99% of most stress. And that's the thing, babe. You have to eliminate stress. You have to eliminate your mother. Don't get caught up with, oh, what my daughter had this shit. That shit will bite you on the ass because right. she's not the person to have that love towards. Right. It'll eat you. She'll, see, that type of, I'm going to call it a weakness, that type of weakness, from to have with that woman 
will destroy you as you continue your life. So you want to end it now. So years from now, you will be at peace. A year from now, you will be better. Every time you go around her, it's toxic, it's a horrible feeling that you have. Yeah, definitely. Blocker and blocker. I'm, I am. Like I said, I've always be sitting on my couch and be starting that text like a goodbye, like I, I can't do this. But then I'm like, I can't. And I, no, it's don't, my don't send too. a text. Yeah, don't send a text. A text you leave a gateway for people to persuade you. Mm-hmm. Block. Your block ain't got to be cold. Right. And if they do reach you from another number, say, oh, hi, can I call you back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me call you. Ah, it's good to hear from you. Let me call you back. And then block that motherfucking number. When they come to the house, act like you ain't home. Right. This is what you got to do. Now it's going to come to a point where they're going to find you one day, you know, and, you, and they're going to they're gonna talk to you. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Don't even go back and forth. Don't don't get into a conversation match or trying to convince them why you feel the way you feel. You know how you feel. The point is, they don't know how you feel. Exactly. And then you get your guard down and go back. That healing thing is going to have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to keep going in cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle. Just keep it moving. I got to go catch a plane. Um, may your pain be champagne, sweetheart. Thank you, and I appreciate you calling. And You're welcome. Yeah, when I saw that, I said, I'm going to call her. You're welcome, <laughs> darling. You're welcome. Before you go, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, to, from Japan to Australia to Chicago, Illinois, Oakland, California, Hawaii, Jersey City, New Jersey, and the people around the world, this is the TK Kirkland Podcast. And also, it's tax time, ladies and gentlemen. If you truly want the best return, on your taxes, hit AccuPros, all right? Go to my timeline or just Google AccuPros and look for Latoya James. And I say this with all confidence. This woman is the best tax person I've ever come across in my life. And I've had only two tax people. And the only reason why I got rid of those two because they died. So for someone to be my new tax person, Got to have the um, discipline, the professionalism, and the knowledge to be good. AccuPros, Latoya James. I stand by um, this woman and her company. On that note, I wish you the best, beautiful. You take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. You too. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.